whoever is listening guys welcome back my name is grayson man and this is the long overdue man with the plan podcast episode 84 episode 84 guys as i always tell you it's crazy this is going to be a little bit of an interesting episode for sure today i'm going to kind of update you guys on where in the world i've been why i sound like this and we're going to talk some nba playoffs the game sevens from yesterday boston and milwaukee and the suns in dallas and kind of give my thoughts on those series and how I think the Western and Eastern Conference playoffs are going to go. I don't know how long this episode is going to be. It's going to really depend on how I feel. It's going to depend on how my voice carries. Um, I can already set, feel it. It feels very stiff. Not feel it. I can already like detect it and kind of hear it. It feels very sniffly. I'm probably going to sound very like, just like, it just sound gross. So I apologize in advance for that. It has been the longest unintentional break of the show in a long, long time. And I'm really, I really, really do apologize for that. And excuse that. I just tried to toss my phone so there's no notifications going on. But yes, the longest unintentional break of the show. I think the longest I went without an episode that was planned was about a week and a half. That's because I think I had an interview coming up and I wanted to save it for a special time. But yeah, so about Friday, I think about the finals week, it was, we posted an interview with um, JEM Live, my boy Jackson. We talked about the NFL draft. So that's how long it's been. <laughs> and I had this big plan. I was like, all right, I got the, uh, the stuff of Clemson sports that I'm doing. And then I'm going to be able to talk to you guys. We're going to do divisional breakdowns, talk to summer off. We're going to go crazy. It's going to be insane. And you ever guys have that feeling that you're on your way back home or you're like, you're on the way to do something. You're about to plan everything out. And as it's about to happen, you just get like a bad feeling. So on my way home, something just didn't feel right. And it was kind of weird. I was like really hot and cold. It was like kept going back and forth. So I was like, man, I don't know if it's my car or it's just like the, the car ride just kind of messing with me. Usually I'm with my brother and we take these cards together, A, because it's easier for two of us. We both go to Clemson back and forth. I don't mind the drive and he's fun to be around to talk to. So I'm kind of on my own and you really start to think and you're like, man, what is going on here? And so it just felt really often hot and cold. And so I just thought, man, maybe it's just my car AC. So I turned the heat up. I turned the heat down. I get home and I'm just like, oh, okay. I need to go lay down. Went to bed super early and woke up in the middle of the night and tested positive for COVID. I did one of those little home tests the next day. And so the first four or five days I was dealing with that. And it was fever, ache, chills. It was all the things you get with COVID and it was miserable. And the worst part about it is, is and this is my room. So my bed is about over there. I can't really show you guys, but seeing where the setup has, we had set it up the night before because I was like, oh, I'm just fine. I'm just a little like off. I just need to get a night, good night's sleep. And I did not. <laughs> but with all that aside, and then it was a double whammy of COVID. And then I got a strep infection or something like that. It was really crazy. It was the honestly the most grueling 10 days I've ever had with the sickness. It was a battle. And I'm just excited to finally be back and talk in front of a microphone and be talking in general it was the most inactive I've been ever. And it's, it was so strange. It was so surreal, but it made me appreciate that the show and the dedication and how we've been able to build something super special. So I know this is not the start I wanted this summer, but I know that everything's going to happen for a reason. I'm ready for things to take off again. I'm really excited what to really expect for the future. I'm not really sure where I think we're going to try to do at least one episode a week, depending on how content goes. I think with playoffs, we'll try to do some bonus stuff, especially when the champion arrives and the finals um, might be able to do some stuff with Clemson sports. So there might be a couple interviews coming up. I got to reach out to some guys again and kind of get their thoughts post summer. Cause a lot of the guys were busy with finals and stuff. So I got to see where they're at, 
So I really got to make sure that's, and I really do apologize again for the sound of my voice. If it's really snuffly, I'm hoping that'll fix itself in the next couple of days, but uh, really looking forward to uh, now getting into the real sports part of this podcast, more or less, uh, this is really my entire life on the show. <laughs> Don't want to get it super personal. So I really want to start with the Suns, <laughs> and you're, so you have a picture in your mind of what game seven is supposed to be. And usually you think, okay, game seven, what are the, what is the, the to-do list basically? So you have, it's tied three, three. So the teams are pretty even. So you check that off. The teams are very familiar with each other. They've played each other six times at this point. So they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. There's a lot of familiarity. And so I was just coming off of the Celtics game and I was eating, I finished dinner. And so I went up to take a shower. I was like, all right, if I miss the first quarter, that's fine. It'll be a really good game and I'll be able to finish it up. And I check on my phone. It's like 24 to 15. I'm like, oh, okay. Interesting. I didn't see that coming, but all right. I come downstairs and it's all of a sudden a 20 point game. <laughs> and the thought process in my mind is what is going on? So what I took away from watching the game is not only is Luka Doncic one of the best players in the world, it is that the Suns looked physically and just mentally outclassed. It was one of the most humiliating games. If you were a Suns player, fan management, you don't go into a game seven thinking, man, I'm going to put up 27 points in the first half. Luca had as many points in the first half as the Suns did. That is by far the most ridiculous stat line. And it seemed like in game five, when the Suns blew them out, that this game would, this series would be over in six and that the Suns had total control. They were the more experienced team. They were the more prepared team. And I really like Dallas and I almost thought, you know what, maybe they could do something if Louie gets going. And in a way I was kind of right, but I didn't think he was enough. I think it had to be Dinwiddie, it had to be Jalen Brunson, it had to be Powell, someone, someone that could contribute. Finney Smith, Bridget Bullock, some of those other guys need to really step up. And I was, didn't think against a team like the Suns or the Warriors that it wouldn't ha- I don't think it was going to happen. I didn't think it was capable of happening. So to see that the Mavericks went up by, it was almost like it felt like they were going to drop 50 a quarter. It felt like they were going for 200. It was insane. I was so shocked. It was so surprised. And I find that ironic. And we're going to talk about the Bucks in a second. That both finals teams, it seems like they ran out of juice in this final, like in both these game sevens. It seems like all the basketball they've played, it's finally kind of come together. And not in a good way, because, you know, oh, we came together and we were able to do this. But it all came falling apart with them. Chris Paul, they, it just, they just look tired, especially with Giannis. And we'll get into that in a second with the Boston series. But I find it very interesting. We get a new set of teams, which is always fascinating. No LeBron, no well, – I mean, we have Golden State, but it's a completely different Golden State team. So it's really going to be exciting for that. There's not much to add to the blowout other than where the heck do they go from there. I think the Suns need a little bit more of juice. I think they're a little older, and I think that they missed their window significantly with Giannis taking the title from them last year. So we're going to really see how that goes. I'm excited to see how the Mavericks play in the Western Conference Finals. What an opportunity to see. I think you're going to get more of an offensive series in the West, and you're going to get more of a defensive showdown in the East, but we'll talk about that. Okay. (laughs) So Giannis Antetokounmpo. I So you guys can see that. He has caused a lot of stress on my end for the last couple of weeks. And I want to just go ahead and say, I don't think Giannis deserves a lot of blame for this series. The man was a freight train. He was an unstoppable force, and he just ended up beating in the end. Boston was that immovable object in that last possible second. Giannis dominated this this series in every way, shape, and form. He was the best player on the court for at least six, six out of the seven games. 
maybe five out of the seven due to Tatum's 46-point performance in game six. But there was a lot of just – it was all Giannis. It was let him get his stuff, and let's see if Boston can figure some stuff out with maybe Drew Holiday. Don't let Bobby Portis get going. Don't let Grayson Allen or Brooke Lopez get going. It just seemed like the Bucks finally ran out of juice. And the most unlikely of heroes in game seven, Grant freaking Williams took 18 shots from three-pointer. 18 three-point shots scored a career high of 27 points, and they won convincingly. It was like this entire dogfight of a series that we witnessed. It didn't even happen. It felt like the NBA Finals every game. Every game had importance. Every game had a stake to it. After the, the Milwaukee win in game five, I thought the series was over. I thought they go to they go to Milwaukee, Boston would put up a fight, and this, this would be over. That They would go to the ECF, and they'd have Chris Middleton with them. And so I think in game six and seven, when Boston really started to get going and they really started to figure it out, I think the importance of Middleton's absence, being able to create shots in the mid-range, being able to create shots in general, because Giannis, it really seemed like all he was doing was, okay, I know these guys can't really guard me. When I drive, I can get around them in the paint, and he can do that. But it's such a taxing, taxing effort, especially when you have to go back on the other end, play defense against a guy like Jason Tatum, who moves around the court, hits all these crazy, incredible shots, Go against guys like Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, who are all really unique in their own way and play a really specific amount of offense that really makes your defense commit. They drive to the paint, kick out, drive to the paint, kick out. They're really great at being able to space the ball, so it makes you on your toes defensively. So all that just built up and built up, and eventually you had to figure out when is this breaking point going to happen with this Milwaukee Bucks team. And in that second half, those shots stopped falling in. The team got frustrated, and it was a – not less of a collapse, but it was almost felt inevitable with a team like this running on so much steam. They just come off the finals championship. And that game in Boston, it makes me think if they had been able to keep that second seed and not sit out their players against Cleveland, is that juice and home court would that would have would that been a, would that been enough like for the Bucks? It really makes you think that home court really mattered. The garden was blowing up. It was insane. It was a lot of fun to watch. It just stinks because game seven, you're really, you build up in your mind and you're hoping that it could be the best possible version of itself. And it ended up not being the case. It's usually, okay, there's not a chance for a while. Both these teams, win or go home, this is going to happen. Like one of my favorite basketball games ever, Cavs Warriors in 2016, game seven, the 3 1 comeback. You know the story. One of the most unbelievable games, a slugfest. It was fun to watch. Both teams figured each other out. It was just a matter of who wanted it more, who gave up the more. Who had the more fantastic plays and ended up being Cleveland? Kyrie Irving three-point shot, LeBron James block. Just some of those memorable moments. Game seven, Philadelphia, Toronto. The play that decides it all, a 50-50 ball that tips in in Toronto's favor with Kawhi Leonard. So it's just those game sevens that you build up in your head. And then you have these two duds. So it's kind of more or less. But I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing Boston take the W, obviously. I really like to see. I'm really going to watch Mavericks basketball. I need to watch it more. Very excited to see how that matches up against Steph Curry. So, my predictions. I'm sorry this is a really discombobulated episode. Maybe it's shorter than usual. I'm still trying to get back to being 100%, so I apologize for that, but I did want to put something out, especially if I could talk without pain. So, I hope it doesn't sound like just me snoring the entire time. I really don't. If it doesn't, if it sounds like that, I might not put it out. But here are my Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals predictions. I think that Golden State and Boston will meet in the NBA Finals. I think both teams will win in six. Um, 
to me, I think that Dallas will get a couple games of Luka Magic, but I think they can put Draymond Green on him. They can put Wiggins. They can get a lot of size and length and maybe catch him off rhythm a little bit. And maybe I think that they won't get lightning out of a bottle from Spencer Dinwiddie every single night. So I think Golden State in that sense is more complete and they're going to be able to get something done. I think that this is a team that really wants to head back to the finals. They've gotten that appreciation. Something that Draymond Green said is that when you go to the finals five years in a row, you kind of lose that, oh, how special it is. So I think they've really retained that, and it feels like a team of old. But I do have a problem with Golden State, and this is where potentially I could see Dallas going in and Luka just on cloud nine, is this Golden State team feels a little old. It feels like the uh, last dance almost without a Michael Jordan-like being able to be like, hey, every single night. Because you had the game six clay, who's fantastic. But it feels like the Warriors are having to put a lot more effort in to be able to make these things happen. Like you saw the Memphis game in game five where they got completely obliterated. It was one of the weirdest games I've ever seen. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. But I think that Dallas is good, but it might not be enough. And for the East, I just don't know what it is about Miami. I can't wrap my head around it. I think they're a solid team. But I'm just like, every time I think about it, I go, why in the world is Miami in the Easter Conference Finals? There are two teams that they've played a weak roster with Atlanta, without with, with Trey Young. They shut him down. Easy enough. And then this Philadelphia situation, a super dysfunctional Philadelphia team. And you can make the same excuses for Boston. Say, hey, they played an ex- a dysfunctional Brooklyn team. And then they played a Milwaukee team without Chris Middleton. So maybe I'm not looking at it the right way. But there's something about Miami, and maybe it's the hat that I'm wearing on my head but I'm really curious to see how the matchup between Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum goes. And I think it's really going to be one, not for Boston shooting a bunch of threes, but I think it's going to be one when Robert Williams comes back and makes that difference and shuts down people like Bam Adebayo. And I think Boston has enough space to where they can kind of contain Tyler Hero, Max Struess for the couple of those games. You need to be able to keep those guys at bay and steal home court advantage. I think that it'll probably be 2-2 for the first four games. It'll kind of match how Milwaukee series is going. But I think Boston's going to be able to make enough adjustments to be able to go to the finals. They have just a little bit more playmakers in Miami. I think Jalen Brown's due for a couple of good games. Jason Tatum, I think, is starting to get into a groove, and not having four days off is going to be important. They're literally playing tomorrow. They're going to be riding this high. Miami might be a little rusty, which is something that you could really bet on to be a nice evening out factor. And Kyle Lowry is not playing in game one, so we'll see how that plays out too. A really key score for Miami not playing in their first game in the ECF when they need to be able to set the tone. That's very important. Okay, I hate for that whole discombobulation, but I hope you guys enjoyed it nonetheless. There's going to be more content on the way soon. I'm going to try to figure out who I'm going to bring on, who I'm going to talk to for this NBA playoffs. I might bring on a couple of guests to talk about it. We'll see how it goes. I have a couple of interviews lined up. I just got to talk to them. It's all about me getting those connections back. I've been kind of out of out of the uh, the network for a couple of days for about 10 days so i'm really uh excited to get back into the swing of things hope you guys enjoyed it'd mean a lot of you could like comment or subscribe because this has been a long time coming and i'm really excited to bring some stuff back out to you guys thank you as always for the support subscribe or write a five-star review to let us know you enjoyed we're on apple Podcasts, spotify youtube or wherever you get your podcasts thank you guys as always stay safe and take care